My daddy was in the Navy. I know two things about his service. One, he swam in the ocean on Christmas Day. He used to love telling us five girls about that because it was never warm enough anywhere we ever were to swim on Christmas Day. So he loved that, that he was in Hawaii and swam on Christmas Day. Number two, when he went ashore once and it was time for him to get his tattoo with all of his buddies, he said that he chose this little bitty rooster on the inside of his calf so that if he was looking at you straight or you were behind him, you couldn't see it, but he chose it because it was the smallest sample the guy had on the wall. That was it. That's what I know. I know he was there during the Cold War, but I don't know anything else about his service. Y'all have watched the TV show. You know those crisp white uniforms, the bravery. I'm talking about the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, NCIS, honey. The federal law enforcement agency that is responsible for the investigating of felonies, preventing terrorism, and protecting the secrets of the Navy and the Marine Corps. NCIS operates y'all in 191 locations in more than 41 countries. We got the real deal tonight. Joseph Twilley is a highly respected veteran in law enforcement. He currently serves as the Deputy Assistant Director to NCIS at Quantico. He leads the Recruitment and Retention Division. Now he started his career in criminal justice as a police officer on Maryland's Eastern Shore. That was like in 2005. Over the last 19 years, Mr. Twilley has held critical leadership positions, including Supervisory Special Agent of Counterintelligence and Criminal Investigations at Camp Lejeune and Cherry Point, both in North Carolina. He also served as the Assistant Special Agent in charge of counterintelligence and criminal investigations at the Northwest Field Office in Bangor, Washington. He filled essential positions as Acting Special Agent in charge of the Northwest Field Office and Division Chief of Policy and Recruitment for NCIS. As the Deputy Assistant Director of Recruitment, he identifies and enlists the next generation of these top-tier special agents. He carries out the agency's vital mission of protecting those that protect us. Mr. Twilley is a graduate of Eastern Shore Criminal Justice Academy in Maryland and has completed advanced training at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center and the Joint Counterintelligence Training Academy and has specialized courses that he has completed in crime scene investigation, interviewing and interrogation, and source operations. Throughout his NCIS career, he has conducted critical counterintelligence and criminal investigations within the United States and internationally. Since taking the helm of the recruitment division, Mr. Twilley, has been instrumental in evaluating over 3,000 applicants and selecting the most promising individuals to join the NCIS mission. Joe Twilley, it is an honor for me to welcome you to Zone 7. Cheryl, it's an honor for myself to be here as well, and I appreciate this opportunity to talk about my agency and my career and my profession and recruiting for the uh, next generation of Special Agents with uh, NCIS. 
Walk me through a typical day for you. Well, you know, it's changed a lot as uh, you grow within the organization. So my path has been quite fascinating and winding. Uh, I've had the privilege of gaining exposure to many interesting places and responsibilities over the year. It started out in Patuxent River, uh, Maryland, where I was the research development and acquisition or research technical protection uh, agent. And we were safeguard. I was safeguarding the critical assets uh, alongside dedicated Navy personnel. So what you do there is you're protecting critical information uh, for the Navy because that's the research and development location for the Department of the Navy. So I always tell people it's not really what's on the outside that counts. It's what's on the inside. So protecting those valuable systems within the and within the Department of Navy. So from there, I left and uh, went to exotic locations such as Guam and Dubai, and which gave me a kind of invaluable global perspective. Now, where did you grow up? I grew up on the uh, eastern shore of Maryland, uh, Cambridge, Maryland. Okay. So when you land in places like Dubai, are you prepared culturally for what you're going to encounter? I mean, do they get you ready to know once you hit the ground, what to expect? Uh, they do. So I actually went to a course uh, that taught the different aspects of that community and to help me better understand the diversity within that community so I could be successful. It was definitely a far cry from Cambridge, Maryland, from a guy who uh, thought a big trip was going over the Bay Bridge there on, on the eastern shore to the western shore. One thing I tell people about my job being a crime scene investigator one thing I love about it is it's never the same. There's going to be something different every day. Your schedule and your workload on a daily basis, are there surprises for you still? Or are you pretty much regimented? You know what's going to happen. Obviously, uh, I will tell you my first 15 years with the agency, they were not regimented at all. The days, they were not boring. Uh, and I could be working a crime scene. I could be working a counterintelligence investigation. I could be working um, a sexual assault or a death case. And that all could have been done that week. So uh, we work a variety of different crimes. Now, I will tell you now that my I'm the DAD for recruitment and retention of the organization still surprises me how many people apply to the organization. Our last two applicant processes went from 1,300 when I first started to 1,600 applicants within a five days within a five day period, which is uh, amazing. We've grown our internship program over 100 percent, and it's a paid internship program. So there is a variety in my day, even as the deputy assistant director for recruitment. And that tells you what your agency looks like to the outside civilian world. If that many people now won't in and you're seeing this growth, and again, a paid internship in college, you don't see that on top of you are looking for the best of the best. We are, and, and we're getting that. Uh, it is very competitive to come within our organization. We hire for about six classes a year. and. In those classes, we have about 24 individuals for each class. What kind of skills 
are y'all looking for? What is going to make a successful agent for y'all? Well, the good thing about us is we're not cookie cutter, that we bring diversity to our workforce. We have folks that have a cyber background. We have folks that have the criminal justice background. And we have folks that are nurses and social workers. They all have a commonality, and that's they want to serve. That servant leadership mindset is so important within our organizations. It really does not matter what your background is. To me, diversity is key to solving crime. You can't have, you know, nine or 10 people in the same room with the same idea and the same thought process. You've got to have other people bring in new ideas and new ways to get to where y'all want to go. I think that is brilliant on y'all's part. Absolutely. And that's where we're unique to compare to some other federal organizations. We will take you fresh out of college. How did you know this was the right career path for you? So you're a police officer in Maryland, you're doing the thing, you're loving it, and now you want to go to the next level. When did you make that decision and how did you make that decision that NCIS was for you? I looked at several federal agencies and I said, what do I really like to do? And it was investigations. I was a detective in in Maryland, in Cambridge, Maryland, uh, before I left. And I said, I still want to work major crimes, major felony crimes, but I want to do that on a national, federal, and a worldwide level. So I applied with NCIS. I did apply to other organizations. One organization that I applied to said, hey, you're going to be gone 180 out of 365 days. And I was newly married. I didn't think that would be a good idea. (laughs) So NCIS, uh, the culture and the climate in NCIS is what drove me to NCIS. Now, Jekyll Island, Georgia is one of my favorite places on earth. And you got to spend some time at the training center in Brunswick at Flexi. Tell us about that experience for you. Well, the first thing that you do going down to Georgia, going into that area, is you will actually smell this area. <laughs> and uh, Hey, ain't lying, y'all. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's a paper mm-hmm. mill. So I, I just was at the uh, recent graduation, and, and I asked them, I said, do you know what that smell is? And they said, well, that's a paper mill. And I said, no, sir, it's not. It is the smell of success. These folks uh, have made it. And going down to Fletzy and starting your class, you're, you're in a situation that is, the, that is the great equalizer of our organization. All you're bringing to it is potential at that point. That's what I loved about NCIS uh, or Fletzy at NCIS. What a great way to put that. You know, of all of your responsibilities as an NCIS agent, What's the most rewarding for you day to day or in your career? Look, I've had so many rewarding experiences with the agency and it's really hard to define one time within the organization that stands out. You know, this organization's done so much for me. I mean, I, in Guam, I got the most expensive souvenir in Guam and that's called my son. <laughs> So, um, we adopt, we adopted in the Marshall Islands and I would not have my family if it wasn't for this organization. That might be the greatest answer I've ever heard when I've asked anybody in law enforcement, their greatest reward. You know, it truly is. Uh, and then 
Now that I'm in this position as a deputy assistant director for recruitment, the title doesn't mean anything to me. It's really about my legacy at this point. I'm building out the next 20 years of this organization, a one that I love, one that I think gave me purpose and, and pride. You got any one case that stands out, something that you know you helped solve? I would say one memorable case involved investigating a sailor's tragic overdose. And I was the assistant special agent in charge. And uh, he OD'd on a carrier. And, and uh, Cheryl, that's a big deal because obviously we have a death of a sailor, but we don't know if we have other fentanyl, potential fentanyl on that ship with sailors using it as well. So uh, that that team that I led that day uh, worked this investigation. They identified the drug source proactively. Uh, they interrogated that cell phone, uh, gained a source, and we worked uh, diligently to find the, who the dealer was. He was a civilian dealer. And we conducted search warrants, and we seized, seized the deadly drug as well as money and, and firearms. And that arrest probably saved a lot of lives because there was many, uh, this gentleman had a lot of drugs, a lot of fentanyl in his residence. So we didn't just protect the Department of Navy and our resources. We protected the civilians in our community. What a dangerous situation. When you think of a naval ship, which is enclosed, I mean, just think of it as a tin can, and you've got fentanyl on board, that could have been a catastrophe. You've got fentanyl that can fit on the head of a dime that can wipe out eight people. So I can't imagine a large amount on a naval ship. That was incredible work. Again, these folks are dedicated to the mission. And, and you know, uh, I would put our agents up against any. Um, they, because these folks care, they want to, they want to do God's work within our organization. You know, y'all, we've got the recruiting man here and I'm going to ask him if anybody is interested, Joe, if you could just give them a tip, just an insider tip on what you're looking for as a recruiter and maybe one tip about the training process. Yeah, not a problem. I, I will tell you the first thing you do is your success is going to be the excuse. So you need to go ahead and apply and work hard with your background, whether it's in education, looking to enhance your education through digital literacy uh, or other courses, and be as competitive as you can possibly be. That means having a GPA over 3.0. That means looking at opportunities such as internships, uh, other careers that might assist you in your overall goal. If you do that, you have a excellent shot of being an NCIS agent. The downfall is the excuse. And I agree with you. If you don't have the GPA, then go get some experience that's going to help them. Make yourself somebody they want to look for. Yeah, Cheryl, we won't talk about my GPA. Honey, I so. would shut this whole <laughs> system down if we had to go talk about mine. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun in college, but in class wasn't where it was happening. I'll tell you. But again, you can overcome that. 
you can go and get specialized training. You can go and get some experience and then come back and say, yeah, at 17, 18, 19, I wasn't focused. I wasn't ready, but I am now. And, you know, to me, that speaks volumes too. So again, if you don't have the GPA, don't give up. The man just told you, your downfall is going to be your excuse. So don't say, well, I don't have the GPA. That's it. And go on. No, make yourself the person they need. Absolutely. And and look, what you bring to the table once you get there, because I told you it was a great equalizer at Fletzy, is the attitude and effort. You're bringing potential. And our organization trains to retain, trains for you to succeed, and really trains for you to lead. That's what we do down in Fletzy. Is there anything you wish you had known ahead of time before you started on this career path? No, in the sense of I had looked at what would make me competitive. And I realized rather quickly uh, my GPA wasn't there and that I needed the experience. And I won't take away anything from the experience I, experiences I had as a local law enforcement officer. Those men and women in Cambridge, Maryland and Salisbury, Maryland, who I worked with, some of the hardest and smartest folks I've, uh, workers I've ever met and, and worked with, but dedicated. And that dedication just rings true through the profession of law enforcement. So that was, that was my journey. And my journey was to just make myself a lot more competitive in order for me to get my dream job. And that, that dream job was to be a federal agent with NCIS. And now I want to talk about one of the most important things to me in my career. And Joe, I'm sure it is for you too. Talk a little bit about the culture there. You've already mentioned the culture, but talk more specifically about it and specifically the camaraderie in this field. The culture and the climate is something that we look at in every organization. And if you're, you don't have that, that culture that you want to be a part of, then you're going to look for another organization. And I tell folks, I said, you know, people leave agencies for three, re three reasons. One is bad bosses. And with this organization, I'm never going to tell you, I can't lie to you, you might run into a bad boss. But the good thing about our organization is we're very mobile. It's in our DNA. So either the boss leaves or you can leave. The second thing I will tell you is opportunities. People leave because of opportunities. And I'm going to tell you right now, NCIS has a ton of opportunities. Whether you want to work cyber, whether you want to work fraud, counterintelligence, or be a polygrapher, there's tons of opportunities. And lastly, people leave because of purpose. And our organization has a lot of purpose. We protect the best daggone Navy in the world. That is our purpose to protect our people, protect the protectors. And I tell you, that climate and that culture is no better than this organization I work with right now. So when you're talking about protecting the Navy and the Marines, it's a pretty big job, Joe. It is. And, and we have over 1,200 agents doing that. Now, everybody thinks we're a lot bigger. We're not. Y'all, no matter what question I've thrown at him, you hear how even he is, how calm he is. That's what you want. 
that's the man you want in charge, not somebody that's going to be real dramatic or real freaked out about something or even too excited. You want that even kill. So I'm digging the way you're talking <laughs> because I just see you almost mission ready. Like, give it to me. I'm good. Whether it's an investigation, keeping these secrets, or going in there and protecting the protectors. Do you work on the cold cases that come through? So we have a cold case group and it's out of our headquarters office and uh, in Quantico, Virginia, and they do work cold cases. We have several cold cases that we investigate. And recently we've had some success stories as well. Now, Joe, I've heard about a float program. Would you please tell everybody what that is? Because I want this job bad. Yeah. So if you want to be a chief of police, then you need to uh, sign up and and uh, do the special agent and float program with our organization. Uh, it's a highly sought after program. You end up being the chief of police, if you will, on an aircraft carrier or a big deck amphibious assault vessel. And you ride out and you're in locations with that carrier group. So right now, if we're in the Gulf, which we are, that's where our agent is. If that carrier group is going to go into port, that's where the agent is. If one of our sailors or, or Marine uh, folks get injured or hurt, that carrier agent's responsible for it. He's re they're responsible for all criminal investigations, all counterintelligence investigations on that ship. They're the ones who look for additional resources or call for additional resources when needed. So in essence, you are the sheriff. You're the Texas Ranger on that ship. That sounds like the most incredible opportunity to serve in law enforcement that I've ever heard. I didn't even know that was a thing until recently because of you. It is highly sought after, and a lot of folks uh, that have done it uh, talk about how rewarding it was and how they have now got a better understanding of the Department of the Navy and what they do and their strategic uh, plans and outlooks. It is a critical and vital role that we serve within our organization. And you know, you've talked about protecting the sailors and the Marines, but you also protect their families. That's correct. I mean, in the over, especially in an overseas environment, uh, we're, we might be the only federal agency in that overseas environment. So everybody talks about um, overseas law enforcement. Well, FBI has what they call legats, and it's a very small footprint within the FBI. You only have one or two in a consulate or embassy. But we're there in a lot of places other law enforcement's not. And you're there in a role that law enforcement normally is not because you don't have one single mission. You have a multi-tiered mission at all times. So it's not just terrorism and protecting secrets and protecting the protectors, but now you also have their families. So in that scope, if you're the one that's on board the ship, you're the chief of police, are you also doing crime prevention, like giving information and education before they go ashore to make sure they know where they're stepping into? 
Absolutely. So at every location that we enter into, there's a threat assessment on that location. So we're providing the best practices. We're providing them the, the security uh, outlook and preparation that they need to be safe. We're paving the way for any interaction that we're going to have with law enforcement or potentially have with law enforcement. We're talking to hotels that our sailors might be uh, staying at. We're talking again with uh, our lead, you know, we're conducting liaison, if you will, with all different folks from that particular area. We have to be practitioners in our soft skills. How many folks are on an aircraft carrier? It all depends, but and I will say it's a small city. It's a small city. So you have a small city of majority of young people, 18 to 25, let's say. And in my head, when my son went off to an SEC school and joined a fraternity and was going to live in the fraternity house, I'm like, what can go wrong? <laughs> you know, house full of young men, 18 to 22 with no parents. That sounds like a fabulous recipe for a great time in his life. But now you're telling me you have a whole city of those same young men and women that are going to dock in a foreign country they have never been to, and you are there to protect them too. That is a job that I have not thought about. I thought about y'all protecting our country. I thought about you protecting our, you know, servicemen and women if they're accused of a crime or uh, arresting them if they're involved in a crime. But I haven't thought about them going ashore to have a good time and have to give them information quickly to say, this is the country you're now in. Be aware of these 25 things. <laughs> Joe, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, again, it's, you know, understanding that culture is, is truly important. Fortunately, we have a very professional Navy, not saying that some folks don't get in trouble because they do. And they, we wouldn't be here. If they didn't, but, uh, Largely, we have a very professional Navy and our folks act accordingly. For us, it is, we're a jack of all trade in, in those positions. So we are paving the way to make sure that they actually have a R&R that is uneventful. And if for some reason they get in trouble, sometimes we can't arrest our way out of trouble. We have to talk through the problem and get them out of that situation. Well, I'm going to say that to my son from now on. I want you to have an R&R &R that is uneventful. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. Goodness. So here's another thing that it was so unusual for me when I first saw your table, because I'm like, NCIS and like from a distance, my daughter was like, is that the show? And I was like, it can't be. Um, and then as we got closer, of course, it was the real NCIS. And Joe, the way you spoke to us and the way you talked to Caroline specifically, because she's in school right now for criminal justice and you professionally yet just person to person with such confidence and such ease was telling her about the different careers and things like that. And you asked her what she was interested in and, you know, her natural gifts and how they could be applied to, you know, help keep us safe worldwide. 
it was an unbelievable thing to watch. And as a parent, if you had asked me when they were 10 or 11 and 12, I'd be like, no, I don't want them in the service. It's too dangerous. Talking with you that day, I encouraged her to get recruited because I just felt like this was such a honorable and distinguished group, but you also made it seem like y'all were such a team. She was going to be safe as she could possibly be doing any type of work in law enforcement. So I thought CrimeCon is such a brilliant place for y'all to be because there's so many true crime fans that maybe have not found their way yet. Tons of criminal justice students, tons of professionals that might be looking to make a change. I thought it was just genius that y'all were there. Well, thank you for that. You know, the podcast uh, that I listened to, they talk about CrimeCon. And I said, man, what a great place to go and recruit folks that actually care, that listen to true crime. Maybe, just maybe I can get them off their couches if that's what they, they're doing. And or steal some nurses because I met some of those when I was there or or social workers and get them to be an NCIS agent or work with NCIS and support our warfighter because we have other obviously other jobs besides being a special agent. So I thought that was, you know, I thought that would be a great place to look for potential talent. And it did not fail me. Being there, I've obviously met you and uh, so many other people, and we've we really had an uptick in applications because of that event. And from what I hear, we were the first federal law enforcement agency to go to that event. The first one, absolutely, yep. Because again, I think somebody had to look at it like you did, put two and four together. Because that, that's what was not happening, even from the side of CrimeCon. I don't know that they ever thought this is going to be a recruiting event for law enforcement. But it's right there. It's almost so obvious you miss it. But like I said, when we were there, when Caroline and I walked away from the table, the two of you represented so well. And again, as an American citizen, you walk away just full of pride. Because again, the TV show is great. And I am all for TV, highlighting anything, the FBI, NCIS, CSI. I'm all for it because that's where young people first get excited about doing our job. So I have people come up to me all the time and say, man, I was watching this show and the crime scene investigator had a Porsche. And then she worked with all these really sexy detectives and then they solved everything in sight. Is it really like that? And I'm like, yes, honey, it's exactly like that. You know, because, <laughs> because if, you, <laughs> if you can be yeah. excited, stay excited. You'll figure out later you don't get a Porsche baby. But some of the other stuff is true. You get to work with phenomenal people and you will solve some major things that you will be so excited to tell your grandchildren one day and you have pride in what you do. And Joe, that comes through you when you talk to you for 30 seconds. Look, I, I want to generate excitement, but it's my excitement and my uh, approach to recruitment is easy because I like what I do. I love my organization. If you didn't like what you do, it would be work. I don't, I don't go to work. I wouldn't change my approach uh, to my career path 
being a detective uh, local in local law enforcement uh, gave me a lot of background knowledge and understanding of, of the law. Uh, it gave me experiences that made me a better federal investigator, a federal law enforcement officer. I, you know, and I, I'll say that NCIS is much like that local law enforcement. The culture here genuinely cares for personal, for all personnel. It grows families and it fosters lifelong memories. And, you know, I will tell you, my closest friends are fellow agents within this organization. You know, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll miss the mission and excitement upon my retirement in the next couple of years. But it's really, it's the, uh, it's the outstanding people I work with. We all talk about, you might, we won't miss the circus, but we'll miss the clowns. I'll miss the, I'll miss the clowns. I'm going to end zone seven the way that I always do with a quote. No other agency has so broad and important a mandate. I look forward to being your colleague and to the collective mission of protecting our way of life. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Sean Coffey, Department of the Navy's Chief Legal Officer and Head of the Office of the General Counsel. I'm Cheryl McCollum and this is Zone 7. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details